Stephen Jill here. Hello. Welcome to the House Academy show this time, entertaining real estate investment talk. I'm Stephen Jack Butella. And I'm Jill DeWitt, broadcasting from sunny Southern California. Today, Jill and I talk about how to structure partnerships so everybody wins. This is uh, our number one t topic that's been requested this week. Yes. By our member, by everybody, right? Just the number one thing that gets run through our customer service uh, machine. Right. Well, a lot of it it's because it's a big deal right now that we're, you know, here we are, twenty twenty, and we're funding deals, and it's not just us. I just did this whole big investor list. I mean, I threw I threw out a list of I don't know, what was the, I can't remember how what the number was, but it was fifty million. 50 million yeah, that was, 50 million. I want to say like 48 that or so. I scraped together just in one email I scraped together about 50 million to fund members deals and I know there's way more than that that people didn't weigh in yet to see how it goes first and then they're gonna jump on board but uh, so people are asking about this because it's um, what it is uh, is we're funding each other's deals we are funding our members deals and or the, even the general public if you've got a great deal it shouldn't go to waste period I don't care who you are but I like I like my people because I know how you found it I know you bought it right <laughs> I know you, you know how to market it I know you know how to sell it I know I know you know your stuff what's important to, to, to understand about real estate in general not just the deals is that whatever you make up and the other person agrees to that's the deal mm-hmm so it's very nebulous, and so I understand the popularity of this topic and the question. Like, wait, sure. what do you mean? Like, because I think people are used to parameters in real estate. Like, I got to pay six percent, but you really don't have to pay six percent, or I have to use a real estate agent. No, you don't. Right. You There's all these uh, rumors, or uh, what you call them? Ideas, thoughts. These preconceived. <laughs> Preconceived rules and they don't exist. Yes, they're well, all. You know, I have one. Okay, I'll tell you. I'll tell you real quick like too. A wives' tale. Well, as a matter of fact, here's what's so funny. We were doing. We have a deal funding right now, and the guy, the agent came back and said, or not the agent, excuse me, the the manager of the deal came back and said, all right, the uh, agent that we have, the title agent, wants to have a signed purchase agreement because we're putting it in the name of a different entity, right? Than who sent out the original offer. No big deal. He's like, so I need. They're asking for a person purchase agreement that shows the name of that entity. And so my person was actually starting to type up a fancy formal thing to send it to him, to send it to the seller. I said, no, 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 no. This is something silly for the stupid title agent's files. Just all you got to do, call the seller and say, hi, seller, do my favor. We cross this off and write this name and initial it and then send it to me. That's all we need. He's like, that's all you need? I said, yes, it's a piece of paper for that person's file. Listen. It's an example of all this preconceived stuff that we think we have to do you know, for whatever reason, and we don't. It's all designed to make us believe we need all these people in, involved in our real estate deal. Exactly. We need a lender, we need a real estate agent, we need, all, it's all fiction. A bunch of. All of it. Foo-foo, thank you. Should we answer Before we question? get into it, let's take a question <laughs> posted by one of our members. I was just thinking about tragedy tragic historic real estate scenarios I've been involved in where people kill deals because they want to feel needed. Oh, I believe it. Let's take a question on houseacademy.com online community. It's free. Allison wrote, so where's the best place to buy and sell houses? I live in West Texas. I mean, I'll tell you, this is a very simple question, but it's a great one. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I do know what to do to find out. True. I go into uh, usually Redfin data. There's a lot of places you can grab data. Redfin happens to be free, which is why I recommend it to everybody. 
and I look at the zip code data scenario and see where the best place to buy and sell houses is. The data tells me. I don't um, I don't guess. I love it. I go and I We I never guess. That's fun. It's funny you should I, I want to say that. There's no guessing in our anything. Really anything. In West Texas, uh, you know, it's rural, so you may or may not have the best data set to work from, but find out where the data is that's available. Pit those uh, zip codes against each other. One of them's going to smack you in the face. One Between one and three or five zip codes against the other ones are going to say, wow, the days on markets are, are really low here. Uh, this is the price. There's not a lot of property for sale. This seems like a good place for to, to, to buy and sell houses. And then if you're brand new, I would take a couple other steps, like maybe have some conversations with a real estate agent or, or anybody that you can think of that knows a little bit about the market. Mm-hmm. But don't guess. I love it. And and it's and it's nothing that we can answer right here. Oh well, you should go here, 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 and here. If anybody yeah. does that, if anybody says, "Oh well, then you should go um, this area, this area, this area," don't listen to them. Yeah. Do not do your own homework and figure out the numbers for yourself. And to take even Jill's point a step further, it's not like I can sit here and say only send mail to zip codes that have days on market that are less than thirty. Why can't I say that? Because maybe, I don't know this, but maybe all the whole state of Texas in the economy that it's in right now, don't none of them have uh, less than 30 days on market. Right. Maybe, maybe the, it's 45. Maybe it's 45. And that's okay. Maybe it's in a super slow economy and it's 105, but the most of them are 210, but you found one at 105. That's the one you want to be doing business in. Thank you. It's all relative. I appreciate that. <laughs> Today's topic, how to structure partnerships. So everybody wins. This is why you're listening. You bought, you send some mail out. You, everything works the way it's supposed to. A seller calls you back and says, I would love to sell you my house for $180,000. And I really need to kind of get this deal done because I'm moving to Boston. And uh, yeah, yeah, great, whatever. It's worth two twenty five. I know. But house, the basement's a mess. I don't have time to clean it. This is a very real situation, by the way. So can you just come on over and we can close this deal and let's say we get it done in 15 days or so? And you say, your answer is absolutely yes. This is exactly why we sent you the letter. And so that afternoon, you or your boots on the ground go over to make sure that uh, maybe in a perfect world, meet an inspector that day. Hmm. After you've confirmed that you actually want to buy the thing from a number standpoint, the inspector, because he's a perfect inspector, hands you a printout at the end of his little walkthrough. Uh, you read it and say there's no no real problems, and you shake the gut, seller's hand. He hands you a purchase agreement, and you open escrow. This is all before six o'clock that night. <laughs> <laughs> this is hilarious. This is a, this is a little that is the dream scenario. I you, love it. You get back in the car, drive two blocks, and then you get out of the car and do a little dance all around your car because you're wait. about to make fifty. Don't forget, bucks. you also stopped at Seven Eleven, and you got the winning lottery ticket. <laughs> And then when you go home, your wife's waiting there in a negligee. Dinner is on the table. Dinner's on the table? And the kids are nowhere to be found. They're gone the for a The kids are all grown up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and paying for their own college. <laughs> Let's just keep it going. What else? Let's, what else? I love this little fantasy. Thank you. <laughs> They're paying for their own college and they're gone forever. Exactly. 
<laughs> this is all before eight o'clock at night. <laughs> Each of your kids, they have extra money every month, so they send it to you. That's right, because I want to pay you back, Dad. Because mm-hmm. they're real appreciative of being in that fr- in our family. And they call every morning to say thank you mm-hmm. for everything yep. you've done. God, you guys have been great parents. I just wanted to thank you again. Am I calling you too much to thank you? <laughs> I don't want to bug you. I don't. If it's too much, let me know. I'll change it. <laughs> anyway, you got this. I don't remember my numbers now. Like uh, you're gonna, you're probably gonna make fifty thousand bucks or so in this house on the spread. You drive a couple of blocks away. You do a little dance. You jump out of the car because you don't want to do it in front of the house. True. The inspection looks good, and then it sinks in. Where the heck am I going to get two hundred grand? Right. This happens to everybody. Believe it or not, it happens to us because yeah. we can't really completely control how many great deals we get in all at one time. True. So we have a threshold of what we're we're willing to send out money wise, both for, with deal funding and for us. And and uh, once in a while, it, we get such great deals, and we have to t- bring on partners. What? Yeah, I even run out of acquisition money. <laughs> yeah. It's really funny. Like, oh shoot, we got to buy this one too. So what do we do? We are, we like this type of structure in a transaction in a partnership. It doesn't mean you have to do it. I think it's incredibly generous to the money partner, uh, and the money partners stick around because of this. We ask them to put in a hundred percent of all of the costs of the of the deal. Um, to close it. So if there's escrow costs and whatever, the house is, I don't remember my numbers. 200. 200,000 to worth purchase? It's Okay, let's just yeah. say, I thought it was 180. It doesn't matter. Whatever. Purchase price is 200,000, probably costs 205,000 with uh, fees and all that stuff. Our our partner writes a check for 205,000 bucks and we own the house together. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't put a dollar in. We do all the work, whatever's required. We go and sell the property. Go ahead. I was going to back up and say though too, but we put in the like the initial sending out the mailer, the yeah. marketing, yeah, answering the phone. That. We don't charge for any of that. That right. was our cost going into it. So thank you. And then we sell the property for two hundred fifty thousand uh, dollars for for sake of argument. Um, there's I don't know forty thousand dollars of spread. It's going to be a little bit less, but let's just say it's forty thousand. The money person takes twenty, we take twenty, and we all move on our way instead of us just making the 40. So that's the way we handle it when it's a partnership where we are the uh, with the deal maker. Right, or we're, we're, we're managing the property, we're doing the work. There's a we're ton marketing of it. other ways to do it. Uh, if you're a landlord, maybe you need to raise capital. So you take on a partner and, and that partner takes 10% for the use of, of his capital. There's millions of ways, but this is how we do it. This is because we're the deal finder. If we're the deal funder, we're obviously in the other partner's shoes, so we require the same. We're happy to fund the properties, in most cases 100%, if it's a great deal, but we're not gonna do any work. Mm-hmm. Ding, ding. Do you wanna throw in boots on the ground? Because some people, just in case, you don't wanna muddy it up with that. I really didn't want to. Okay, uh, we don't Sometimes to. there's a third party, it's okay. Sometimes there's a third party, you probably heard us talk about it in the past, called boots on the ground. and. You know they're the people who do all the work they meet with the contract they meet with the inspector they meet with the seller they do the stuff the boots on the ground stuff they look through the asset they you know take the pictures right. they put put the sign in the yard they do they maybe what a, have an open house what a real estate agent is supposed to do 
Right. And so for that, we usually pay them some percentage of the net and we take it out of both sides. So if the money person is 50%, we're 50% and there happens to be boots on the ground because we're not in that market or we don't want to do it ourselves from a time standpoint, we usually each give up 5%. Mm-hmm. And no way's right or wrong. I just want to hit this home too. Whatever works for you. Mm-hmm. What if what if your person who's your deal funder says, "Look, I'll fund eighty percent. You do the other 20. I mean, because they just they want to get to know you and make sure you have some skin in the game. Whatever makes sense to you guys. And and you don't have to disclose this to the. This is one of the things I tell people too. Don't muddy up the transaction with your title agent with all this extra paperwork on the side. They don't need to know. Just tell them, hey, we're buying it together. Next. That's right. You don't, you don't you. ever want to ask them questions about anything. Exactly. Don't they open don't up know. that they door. They don't have any idea what deal you Don't have. share with them the yeah. contract that you could sign on the side or anything like that. Because it, all it does is just confuse them. What you're That's doing. It. It's not doing anything wrong. You're just confusing them. It's going to make it harder for you. So anybody in the partnership business assesses how they structure a deal based on risk. So the people, our money people, see us as very low risk and and rightfully so we've done a bajillion deals we have this stupid show uh we have you know company after company and example after example of proven track record of, of success so it's a very low risk they start to write that check it's very low risk for them and so we need to if we're in their, we're in their shoes we need to see the same thing we need to see some people who are very responsible uh who have a pretty good track record who f- located in a great asset and they have a total exit plan on the asset. And so then we're now we've got our checkbook out saying this is going to be fun. Not, holy hell, I don't know what's going to happen here. Correct. I hope we don't get stuck with it. Right. And or we don't get stuck having to sell it ourselves. So it's all about That's risk with partnerships, right? right? Exactly. All about risk. There's a million ways to slice up a partnership. Uh, but I'll tell you, like the title says, It'll be the first and last partnership you ever do if everybody doesn't win. And I've seen people wreck their real estate careers because they we are trying to negotiate the best deal for themselves without thinking of the other people involved, including the seller, the boots on the ground, or whatever role that you have. And it's the last deal they ever do. And it's very, very prevalent, this problem. This is one of the reasons I want to do this show. And this is one of the reasons I think it's such a popular topic in our group right now because everybody has been hardwired since they're tiny little kids, I don't know why, to negotiate themselves out of a deal. And just really, I don't understand it. Yeah, make it fair, make it good, and everybody and make will it want consistent. to do, and people want to do deals And then get on to the next deal. Exactly. Happy you could join us today. Every Tuesday and Thursday, we're right here on the House Academy Show. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we're over on the Land Academy Show. Tomorrow, the episode on the Land Academy Show is called Taking the First Step in Your Land Career. You are not alone in your real estate ambition. First step in land career. I'm trying to think what... Man, for me, it was just kind kind of following a transaction understanding the mechanics of it that's Boy, all I, I needed to know so it's a friday show and and uh so you as you know and no one else probably knows those tend to be a little bit more philosophical for me okay so i think that there's a long before you even start it's like a total you know karate kid thing right long before you even start talking about real estate there's other things you got to get straightened out in your head i'm 
sure you're going to share more. <laughs> Thank you. The House Academy show remains commercial free for you, our loyal listeners. So wherever you're watching, wherever you are listening, please subscribe and rate us there. We're we Stephen Jill. Information and inspiration to buy undervalued property. <laughs>